Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you this week because we have a Big Ten preview. We are getting ready for college football season. It's starting here in just about a month and we cannot be more excited. We have lots of stuff on this episode, the Big Ten preview. We have a draft, mascot draft, and raising the stakes is back. So look forward to that. Before we head into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our socials on Instagram and Twitter. Find us at LoyalToRoyalPot. Make sure you're sharing the episodes and the posts with your friends. Leave a review if you liked it and download. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go for me! That's right! Let's back this booler. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. welcome. Yeah, welcome back to the best podcast on the airwaves. Yep. As you know. Number one. Number one in our hearts. Number one in your hearts, maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We're just going to throw that out there. It is It is the number one. Speaking it into existence. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we are without Dan for this episode, but he'll be back on the next one. That he will. He's going through the med school application process. Kind of rough. It sounds like a butt kicker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Yes, thoughts and prayers always. Thoughts and prayers. Um, I'm very excited to see where he goes, though. It, like, if he goes somewhere sick, or even if he goes somewhere, like, in the middle of nowhere. It'll that'll be, be dope. Fun. That's yeah. dope. That's it's so awesome. cool. It's med school. It's med school. That's going to be so cool. Um, Congratulations to Dan for being the smartest person on this podcast. Yep. Um, and for, like, I guess being the most... Applied? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Anyway, uh, back to what we're here to talk about, actually. Um, we are a sports podcast. That we are. And we like to play sports as well. Yes, we do. And so we will be doing a little competition before next episode. It'll mm-hmm. be posted on the Instagram. We'll talk about it a little bit on the podcast. No spoilers, though. We won't spoil who won. But we'll be doing a little competition. Justin, give us a little bit about that competition. What are we going to be doing? So us three, we're going to head on down to Provo High School with a football and a kicking tee. And we are going to have a competition to see who can kick the longest field goal. Now, all together, we don't kick. I Uh, kicked one year when I was nine, and I think I kicked three extra points that year. Okay, I was a punter in like sixth grade. Not kicking, not even close. I wasn't even the kicker, I was just the punter. (laughs) Dan's probably got some kicking experience in his soccer, at least knowledge. Maybe he has the knowledge. Yes, he, he just likes to soccer. put it into practice. Also, he's super smart, so he probably knows actually how to kick a field goal mm-hmm. instead of us just you know run up and tow it. Abby's probably gonna train him. Oh, true. Oh my goodness, Dude, he actually has no pun intended a leg up in this competition. He does have a leg up. So we are going to see who kicks the longest field goal, and there will be a punishment for the person who does not <laughs> get, for the person that. That kicks it the least far? I don't know. How do you even say that? Yeah. The person that comes in last place, there will be a punishment. What is it, Jared? Uh, so the punishment, this is this is a very creative one. We like this. Three, you have to eat. Three McDonald's burgers, McStickies. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. You have to do it in a minute. Okay, I can but do that. It'll be pushing. It'll be pushing it a little For bit. Sure. yeah. You have to put an entire packet of ranch on each burger. <laughs> There's a lot of ranch in those packets. It's and, not just a little bit of ranch. Yeah, and the McDonald's burgers aren't big. They're tiny. So it's going to be the ratio of ranch to burger is going to be pretty close to like two to one or yep. something. Yep, that's, maybe even three to one. That's going to be gross. Um, anyway, I'm excited about that. We need to establish some ground rules, though. Ooh, How many okay. tries do we get? Yes. Um, Say, I was, hmm. no, no, no. What, what, what were you thinking? I was, maybe three. Like Maybe you get three, three chances to make it. Okay. So we, should we just like start... At like the field at the extra point range, and you get three tries to make it, and then you move back five yards, and we just keep going like that. Yeah. All right. 
That's, that's how it's going to be. Uh, that's probably good. We'll just like move back five yards each time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, next ground rule. Um, I want to I wanna place – it's not really rule, actually. It's not even close to rule. I, I want to put like little bets for our Ooh. listeners. Okay. Um, all of you that are listening, we know they're a great deal. Uh, who do you think is going to be the best? But also, what do you think is the max – that we will be able to kick. Okay. Because I, wh- where would you put the max? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've got a pretty good leg, but like, maybe Can you do a, it accurately though. Yeah, right. Like, it's gotta go through the field goal post. Like maybe hit one from the ten yard line. You know, like yeah. a twenty yarder. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> nice little twenty yard toe punch. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I, don't, I want to hear what you guys think. You know, because. Who knows? Maybe we get up there, we start knocking down like 35 yarders and 40, 50. We're off to the races. Heck yeah, maybe B- BYU is going to sign us. <laughs> we're going to replace Goldroid. Yeah, or maybe we just won't even hit a PAT. Yeah. That's also an option. Yeah. So maybe all three of us will go 0 for 3, and all three <laughs> of us will have to eat those burgers with all of that ranch. Anyway, oh I'm very excited for that. That's going to be very fun. Yep. Check out the Instagram for updates and for those little bets that we have with you guys. Let us know your input. It'll be a lot of fun to see what you guys have to hear, what you guys have to say. Man, my language is just off its rocker today. We're recording a little earlier than usual. We thought this would be better for us, but... Apparently it's worse. Apparently not. (laughs) Anyway, today we're talking about the best conference at Markstrom. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, it's just, it's one of the best. We'll it's, say that. It's a conference. It is a conference. It is... It's got a cool symbol. Yeah, very cool symbol. It, the Maybe the best symbol. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the best symbol. It's up there. Uh, who else has a cool symbol? Mm, Mountain Big, West. Big 12 is pretty cool. Mountain West. Mountain West is Mountain a cool West symbol. Is cool. Yeah, it's probably going to be up there. Yeah, I think Mountain West wins it. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway, we're talking about the Big Ten, everyone, if you yeah. haven't guessed yet. <laughs> the B1G... Uh, definitely not 10 schools in the conference anymore. Nope. You got USC and UCLA coming in. We will not be talking about them, though, because we're nope. just focusing on this season. This season, baby. And we're going to start doing our little win totals for each team. We're going to start in the west and then go east, just because I think the east is obviously the better division. I want to finish out with that one. Sounds good. Uh, but, yeah, let's start in the west. Let's start with Illinois. Justin, Illinois, Brett Bielema. Second year as head coach, they had that wild game where they beat Penn State in air quotes nine, nine overtimes. Over <laughs> that was ridiculous. on the two point conversion. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like the team scored more points on two point conversions in overtime than they did in the entire Honestly, game. Honestly, I loved it though. I loved it. We turned to that in like five, like fifth overtime or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. I loved watching that. That was so much fun. We just came in. We're like, what is happening in this game? <laughs> uh, but yeah, what do you what do you feel about them? They went five and seven last year. Their yeah. over under is pretty close. Four and a half this mm-hmm. year. The Fighting Illini are not... They're, they're, they're not that good. They haven't been doing very well recruiting. Bilama is a good coach, mm-hmm. but I, honestly, I, I don't know how much you can do at Illinois, especially because there isn't a ton of talent in the state of Illinois, so most of your recruiting is outsourced to other states. Where you're going to get where second, you're getting third second, tier. third, fourth tier, especially in the Big Ten. When schools like Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State and all these other schools are raiding those exact same states. They have a decent-ish schedule. They open up with Wyoming, Indiana, and Virginia. Who Virginia, you know, new coaches, maybe. Right. And Chattanooga. Oh. So, right there, maybe you could argue three to four wins. But I can't really see them winning very many games. Other than that, I think four and a half is a little high. I'm going under. All right, interesting. See, I'm taking the over, which is weird. Mm. Um, <laughs> I see four for sure wins on here. Wyoming, Indiana, okay. Chattanooga, and Northwestern. Okay. At the To finish out the season. Northwestern, you're just a bunch of nerds. Let me let me give you this, though. Oh, oh. The analytics website I use has Northwestern winning 58% of the time on a neutral field, and it is at Northwestern. Oh, the long grass. The long grass. But it is the last week of the year. Northwestern could be just completely decimated and given up by then. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to be kind of betting on that. Um, and I also think they could win Virginia. They could beat Virginia, right? Yeah, it's possible. Brett Bielema plays a very physical brand of football. Virginia, obviously... We don't know what they're going to look like this year, but last year they weren't super physical. Yeah. So I think they win those five games, 
um, to get to the over, but I'm not super, super confident about it. I do think, though, they will keep taking steps forward. I like Brett Bielema. I think they're heading in the right direction. But I think five wins is probably their ceiling, and I'm going to go with the over. All right. Next up, we got the Iowa Hawkeyes. Their win total is set at 7.5. They had kind of a weird year last year where they won a lot of games, but they really shouldn't have on paper, <laughs> other than a lot of turnover luck with a turnover margin of plus 11. Spencer Petrus was just an absolute liability, but we're hearing that he may not be the starter this year. With that in mind, what do you think about Iowa seven and a half? Oh man, I do. I don't know. Um, their offense was horrible last season. Yeah, like horrible. Yeah, and there's not a lot of reason to hope that it will be better this year. Nope. Other than Petrus being gone. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm not very high, but they do return like 76 percent of production, which. Is a crazy number for a 10-win team, right? Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Um, I see these dubs on the schedule. South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Iowa State. I think mm-hmm. Iowa State will give them a run for their money, but Iowa State is little brother. I think Iowa State's going to be bad this year. So, you got those two dubs. Nevada, you're going to beat. At Rutgers, you're going to win. At Illinois, probably going to win. Northwestern, you're definitely going to win. That is, let me see, six mm-hmm. right there. So they need two more wins on the schedule. And I have four toss-ups that I think are – because it's the Big Ten West, they're toss-ups. If this were any other you know, division in the United States, maybe not. At Purdue, at Minnesota, Wisconsin at home, Nebraska at home. Okay. I think they win two of those, and I think they're going to get to the over. But, again, if I were a betting man with more than Cheez-Its, wouldn't touch it with a 10-and-a-half-foot pole. I feel the same way. I really don't even know what to think of this Iowa team because we have never seen their starting quarterback in action. If it's Petrus, I'm slamming the under with <laughs> an iron thumb. Like it's just it's coming down hard. But if they are not starting Petrus, and the way that Iowa plays, they do play a brand of football where they don't need an incredible quarterback and right. they can still win football games. Seven and a half is a little low. I think eight and four is likely. I'll also take the over. All right. Next up in the Big Ten West is Missinota. Missinota? Yeah, Minnesota, they were okay last row, year. Row, row, your boat. <laughs> they went 8-4, and 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, and they ended up uh, beating West Virginia in a bowl game. They beat Wisconsin to end the season for mm-hmm. Paul Bunyan's axe. That's pretty good. They honestly were really competitive. Justin, how are you feeling about Minnesota over under 7? Minnesota gets their running back back with Mohamed Ibrahim, who he's an absolute unit. He is a beast. He is that guy. He tore his Achilles early in the season last year, but you know that's always a hard injury to come back off of, but he's had a long time to recover from it. Apparently, he's looking pretty good in camp. They open up the year with New Mexico State, easy dub, Western Illinois, and Colorado. So they have one of the easier non-cons in the Big Ten. Looking through their schedule, I think they could probably win eight, if not nine games. So I'm taking the over. Alrighty. I originally had the under, and then it was brought to my attention that Mohamed Ibrahim is back. Now I am slamming the over. Okay. Okay, so I was watching the Ohio State-Minnesota game Thursday night to open the season last mm-hmm. season. He single-handedly yeah. could have won the game for Minnesota. If mm-hmm. he didn't go down with an injury, Ohio State maybe doesn't win that game. Yeah, He was a beast. They returned 69% production. Nice. Nice. Uh, which is 44th, which is upper half. Like that's, that's good. That's really good. And I only see two, maybe three L's on here. At Penn State, at Nebraska I think is going to be really hard. It's going to be a tough one. And then at Michigan State. So I am with you. I am taking the over, slamming the over. There's no win. There's no way they go six and six this year. PJ Fleck doesn't do that. In his worst year, he went nine and four. Mm-hmm. I'm that is the like floor for this team is another eight and four season. I am taking the over. Next up, we have the best three win team in the history of college athletics. We have Nebraska. Nebraska, the Corn Huskers in their corn fields. Scott Frost returns for another season that maybe he shouldn't have gotten, <laughs> but for whatever reason, the Nebraska boosters and fan base are in love with this man who was quarterback at Nebraska a long, long time ago. Their win total is set at seven and a half after a three-win season. What are you taking? I mean, that tells you all you need to know, right? 
They won three games last year, went one and eight in the Big Ten, had a positive point differential, yep. despite going three and nine, and now they're over unders at seven and a half. I think this team is just bound for a bounce back. To me, the problem was Adrian Martinez. Really? He was the king of fumbling the ball on late game drives in one score games. Yeah. He was terrible with the ball in his hands at the end of games. Now, Nebraska. Versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Sorry, all you Irish folks out there. That's not going to be a fun one. But they're winning that. You're beating North Dakota. You're beating Georgia Southern. You're beating Indiana. You're beating Rutgers. That's five already. You're beating Illinois. I think you can beat Minnesota at home. I think you can beat Wisconsin and Iowa. Ooh, Wisconsin, really? Yeah. So I think at Purdue, that's a toss-up. You could win that game. Oklahoma comes to Memorial Field. I think you could win that one come to Lincoln, I'm all in on this over, dude. I'm actually really high on Nebraska. Okay. I don't know about you, though. I don't know about you, but that's just me. I'm all in. Well, if we're talking about me, I am not high on this Nebraska team. <laughs> they haven't moved a lot of pieces around. They lost last year because their special teams was awful. That's true. They lost last year because their quarterback could not get over a hump in a game. They could tie the game, but they could never take the lead. And I don't see that they have made sufficient enough changes to make the jump into taking the lead. I think they're going to be the exact same team they were last Ouch. year. But with just a, I think they'll have a couple bounces go their way. I do think this is a bowl team. Oh, But okay. you have to make a bowl before I'm going to bet on you going 8-4. and four. So I'm taking the under. Get to a bowl game first. Logically, that makes a lot of sense, Justin. I'm going to be honest. You make a lot of sense. Well, maybe then that means I'm going to be wrong. I'm using... <laughs> I'm using Logic? Reason? <laughs> wow. Can't be doing that with sports. Absolutely not. Uh, speaking of logic and reason, we head to Northwestern. Oh, wow. What a segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they went 3-9 and nine as well, along with 1-8. and eight. And let me say, they were maybe the worst three-win team in yep. history. Mm-hmm. They were horrible. Only beat Rutgers, Ohio, and Indiana State. So, yeah. that. Uh, yeah. They lost to Nebraska 56-7. To Nebraska, 50, like, 56 to 7. Okay. Uh, over-unders 3.5, what are you taking? Well, again, they get to play in Dublin, Ireland, which is <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule. Their only possible wins, Southern Illinois, Miami of Ohio, and Duke. Those are the only possibilities. Everything else, they get a really, cro- they get a really tough cross-divisional draw in Penn State. <laughs> and Ohio State and Ohio State that's like literally the toughest draw you could have gotten I don't think there's another win on the schedule I'm going under yep I am absolutely taking the under just somebody give me a reason to believe in this team give me one they're smart <laughs> I consider myself a smart person tall grass oh tall grass that's true they don't cut the grass dude that's why they're gonna beat Miami of Ohio Southern Illinois and Duke that's it mm-hmm. that's the only reason Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to just hate on Northwestern. <laughs> Slamming for being smart and uh, productive, and probably Dan is gonna like go there for med school or something. <laughs> um, but I just their football team. I just don't have hope in them. I, there's no reason to believe in them, so I will also be taking the under. That's fair. Next up, we head to the land of the Fighting Drew Breezes. Oh, the Boilermakers of Purdue, the weirdest team in the nation that can simul that can one week. Lose to the worst team in the nation, and then the next week beat the best team in the Big Ten. <laughs> Purdue is always just a weird, weird team. Their win total is set at seven, which is a weird, weird number. So it goes along with them. What are you feeling on it? I mean, honestly, that's probably a pretty good number considering what you said. Like they're they're probably going to beat a couple of top ten teams. Yep. Um, but they're also going to lose some stinkers. Oh yeah. So let's let's just go over their schedule. Um, just some a couple facts. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is back. He's great. He is a great, great quarterback. quarterback. Purdue last year had one of the best offenses in the country. Yep. They love like trick plays, misdirection, that kind of stuff. And they returned sixty-seven percent of production. That's a good number. Their wide receiver one is gone, but that's really the only person they're losing on offense of any significance. Right. Yeah, and they were in the Music City Bowl that everybody remembers against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wild game. The ending very controversial. Definition right? of a barn burner. Yeah, 
literally a barn burner for the people in up in Illinois, where the frick Purdue is. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Indiana, actually, I think. Yeah, Indiana. Um, anyway, let's go over their schedule because seven is a good number. And tell me when you see a for sure L on here. They played Penn State at home. I'll I'll take that as an L because it's okay. week one. Okay, okay. I think that's a, a toss-up. I'm taking that as a toss-up. But I, okay. I can see what you're saying there. Indiana State, dub. At Syracuse. Dub. Dub. FAU. Dub. At Minnesota. L. L. Okay, okay. I got that one as a toss-up as well. Uh, at Maryland. Dub. Nebraska at home. Probably, maybe. That's like their dumb dub. Okay. Uh, at Wisconsin. L. Probably an L. Iowa at home. Now that that might be a dumb W. Especially if Iowa's ranked in the top 15 at that point. Then they'll win. If Iowa is unranked, then they'll lose. And they're, they're coming off a bye, too. So. Mm. Uh, at Illinois. Dub. Northwestern. Probably the weird game they lose. <laughs> At Indiana. Dub. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling very confident about this over. I do not think that there are six losses on here. Right? Okay. I can see three or four, maybe five. But if you're gonna lay the if you're gonna lay the over under at seven, I definitely think eight and four is more probable than six and six. Give me the over. See, I have eight wins penciled in on their schedule. Okay. I just don't trust Purdue. I think Purdue's <laughs> going to lose some dumb games. And that might take them back down to seven. I think, especially this year with O'Connell back, you know, before I thought that they were going to go under, but with O'Connell back, I think they have a more like a greater likelihood of winning dumb games than losing dumb games. Right. So I was on the under, but I'm switching to the over. Give me the over on the Boilermakers. Let's go. I like that. I like uh, Purdue as well, just because they're the Boilermakers. Boilermakers. Their mascot is basically a train, and it just drives around. <laughs> Heck yeah, why and they not? Have the big, huge drum, too. Dude, Purdue's like just the holy grail of like college football weirdness. Purdue is like the definition of just the Midwest. The Midwest <laughs> is Purdue. It is Purdue. <laughs> the Boilermakers, their logo is just a P. Yeah, and it's just a train. <laughs> And the guy, the what's his name, Petey the Python, Purdue Pete, Purdue Purdue Pete, Petey Purdue, something like that. Yeah, Purdue Pete, I think. Let's see, yeah, Purdue Pete. Um, he just carries around a sledgehammer for no reason. Yep. He works on a train. What do you need a sledgehammer for on a train? You got one. His helmet's got like a railroad track on it too. Yeah. (laughs) What? Look at the old Purdue Pete. Oh, I love that. He's literally just got a railroad tie coming out of his head. This is great podcasting. Yep, great podcasting. Go look up picture of Purdue Pete. Um, anyway, enough about Purdue. Let's move on to Wisconsin. How about Wisconsin? So they have not won the Big Ten in three years, which is like unheard of for this team. Yeah. Because uh, last year it was Iowa. The year before it was Northwestern. Don't know how that happened. Yeah, that was not not weirdest shiz. Um, anyway, Wisconsin nine and four, eight and four in the regular season, six and three. In the Big Ten, they beat ASU in a bowl game. Definitely should have beat that one. Um, but they just, like, lost to all the good teams. Yeah. Like, all teams are better than them. They just lost to. They got a tough draw last year. Yeah. So, they yes, they should have been better. But, honestly, they, you know, 8-4 and four isn't bad. Like, that's great for a Big Ten team. Yeah. What are you feeling this year, though? They, come, they got a ton of roster turnover. That might be a good thing, depending on how their offense, you view their offense from last year. Yeah. Um, but what are you thinking? Over-under set at 9. So, that's pretty high. So, looking at their schedule, they're going to start out 3-0. and They scheduled their non-con right versus Illinois State, versus Washington State, versus New Mexico State. All at home. All at home. Then they go to Ohio State. That'll be an L, of course. Yep. Then they take Illinois, and then a quick road trip to Northwestern, which will be basically a bye. Yep. And then they get at Michigan State. So, that's going to be a weird one. Cause Mel Tucker is supposed to be, you know... Michigan State savior t- coming, you know? Huge contract. But when I ran the analytics, the, it had Wisconsin winning 81% of the time on a neutral field. Whoa, that's a lot. So I don't think Michigan State has the quarterback to compete with Wisconsin. True. I think Wisconsin will just out-physical them. I think that might be a win. Then they play Purdue, dumb L alert. <laughs> they get Maryland in the cross-divisional, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. I'm taking the over. I think this will, this team will go 10-2. and two. Interesting. Okay, okay. So I have one for sure L. On at Ohio State. At Ohio State, right. And then I got five to eight 
wins okay. on the schedule, right? The non-con, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Maryland, and Minnesota, right? And that leaves me with three toss-ups. I, I don't know. I feel like eight and four, like logically, eight and four seems to me more probable okay. than ten and two. Here's the thing: if if you're, they're gonna start out three and zero in non-con. So right. if you're if you're betting on them going eight and four, that means five and four in Big Ten play. Big Ten play. That's true, and I, it's hard to see that. Yeah, it really is hard to see that, especially like you said, if you take out the non-con, five and four. Like I don't know if they're gonna lose three more games. You know. So I think I'll be taking the over, but again, I think nine and three is the right number. I just, I don't know. I I, I don't know what really to expect from this Wisconsin team, but more often than not, they're going to win the West. Yeah, give me the over. Alrighty. Before we head over to the East, have fun with this quick little ad break. This episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast is brought to you by In Kitchen Water Heaters. You heard me right. Is your water heater in the garage? Is your water heater in the attic or the basement? Well, get it out of there and put it in your kitchen. Not behind any walls, not behind any doors, just straight up in the middle of your kitchen like I have it, and it will save you time, money, energy, and it will save your sanity. Every time you walk through your kitchen and see that hot water heater, it's going to be an incredible experience, especially in the winter. Turn on the hot water everywhere in the house, and the hot water heater just goes off creating tons of heat and it'll keep your kitchen nice and warm as if your oven didn't do that already. So if you really want to get the maximum efficiency and happiness out of your home, tear out your water heater from the basement, put it in your kitchen. You'll love it. Well, that was uh, quite the ad there. Yep. Yeah. And you know, you had me thinking, Maybe I'll go find the water heater and just put it right in the kitchen. You know, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. They, they basically they pay us to say anything, <laughs> and by they pay us, I mean like we like give ourselves kudos. Yeah. <laughs> basically. But no, something. like if if you like pay us a little bit, we will literally say anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the problem I see with the kitchen water heater. Okay. Later. I watched I watched the MythBusters. MythBusters. Yeah, do you remember that? That was like the, the greatest show. MythBusters. That was yeah. the best show in the world. That and like the History Channel one, where like they took like warriors from like different eras. Yes. And like simulated a hundred different times. Oh like, my gosh! And they would get like swords and like this like they would create like gelatin humans and <laughs> like slice them. Yeah. Sorry, beside the point. Anyway, anyway, uh, MythBusters did a thing about water heaters exploding. Mm-hmm. Now I cannot remember anything except for the giant explosion at the end of the episode. Okay. So having that in the kitchen just reminds me MythBusters exploding. So. I don't know. Maybe as long as you don't have small kids, you're okay. <laughs> but I don't know. That was the only thing that came to my mind when you said water heaters. My water heater has like a little knob down there to control it. Just imagine like a little kid coming and playing with it, flicking it a bunch of times. And then all of a sudden a rocket shoots off from your house. <laughs> your little kid's just riding it like, whee! Hole in the roof. <laughs> Diaper caught on like some corner. <laughs> like go into the atmosphere. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyway, uh, back to Sports. Sports. Football. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue on with the Big Ten. Now we move into the Big Ten East. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my favorite um, of the of the sides for obvious reasons. Everyone's favorite. It's like the only competent side of the conference. Yeah. Honestly, people kind of forget the Big Ten West exists. Yeah. So, also, can I just say one thing about the West? Let's hear it. It's I I hate it when Wisconsin or Iowa or whoever the frick wins the Big Ten West goes to the Big Ten championship game. And they're just, or like, are they're in the playoff hunt or whatever, right? And people are talking about like, oh, Wisconsin's defense is so good. Just look at how their numbers are, you know. And people forget they're playing the Big Ten West. Yep. Absolutely, uh, you know, take out Purdue from last year. No one has a competent offense nope. in the Big Ten West. Not at all. If you stick any team, you could freaking stick Troy or South Alabama State Jaguar Nation. What I don't care. You say Utah in the Big Ten West. And they'll have the defense numbers to, like, give people reasons to put them in the top ten. Yep. I, it's despicable. Like, last year with Iowa, okay, yes, they had a lot of interceptions and fumbles, right? But can we just think? They're playing against Illinois. They're playing against Northwestern. They're playing against um, 
I don't know. We just literally talked about them. I can't remember any of the teams. That's <laughs> that's the, how forgettable they are. Exactly. No one has a competent offense there. Stop talking about their defense. We get into November and they're like, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They can make a push for yeah, the playoff. Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a top 10 team. They're going to take a New Year's Six bid over BYU because look how good their defense is. If you put BYU in the Big Ten West, I guarantee you we'd have the exact same defensive numbers. I mean, what happened the last time BYU played Wisconsin? Jump around. Am I right? Dub. Jump around. Dub. Okay. <laughs> The, all right, that's off my chest now. It's always, um, it was always rough for Ohio State in the BCS era too, when like everyone else is playing like ranked national championship games, and Ohio State's playing like unranked eight and four Nebraska or something. Right. Oh, speaking of the Big Ten West, everybody is up in arms about losing divisions because now zero percent of those teams have any shot of making a nope. Big Ten title game. <laughs> because the Big Ten is a very the Big Ten East is a very strong division. We're gonna go through it right now, but we're gonna start off with a team that isn't that strong. <laughs> we're gonna go with the Indiana Hoosiers. They no longer have Michael <clears throat> reproductive organ on their team. Uh, <laughs> Penix, <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. He is now playing for Washington. We have no clue what Indiana is going to be. Their win total is set at three and a half. What do you feel? Um, under. Okay. Can I just throw that out there? Yeah. Uh, let me read to you their their schedule. Got it. Okay. Let's hear it. So they play Illinois L, Idaho. There's your dub. Western yeah. Kentucky. Toss up. Toss up. At Cincy L. Yep. At Nebraska L. Yep. Michigan L. Maryland L. Rutgers. Bleh, maybe. maybe. Penn State L. At Ohio State L. At Michigan State L. Purdue L. There are there's one win on this schedule that you can pencil in, and there's two toss ups. I'm yep. sorry, there's no way you're winning four games, Indiana. Three is the maximum that they are winning for me. Three is the ceiling. I'm slamming the under on this one. You know, there's some there's some over unders that we won't we wouldn't touch with the ten foot pole. This one, I would literally throw the ten foot pole over my shoulder and run like full speed and headbutt the under. Right? I. This is probably the easiest one we've done so far, right? No. This is by far the easiest one. There's no way they're winning four games. No way. I'm sorry. No way. Yeah. Expect by season, by the come of the season, I expect this number to be around three, maybe even two and a half with all the betting action that it's going to get. Because you know, fans in Indiana care about football. Oh. Football state. Football Forget state. the Hoosiers. <laughs> football state. All right, move well, on. Like Hoosiers is just their mascot, but it's associated <laughs> with basketball, right? Their football team's got to be named something else. Yeah, but should they even play football? That's mm, a question. Good question. Fifteen years from now, we'll be asking that question. Yes, we will. All right, uh, moving on. This team probably has the best uniforms in NCAA football fourteen. Yeah. Uh, crazy, they got a flag that everyone there is just absolutely wild about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's a pretty cool flag. Pretty cool flag, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't don't know what it is. Doesn't I'd make say sense. Let's go. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about Maryland. Mm-hmm. You have a guess. The Turrapins. They went seven to six last year. They beat Virginia Tech in a bowl game. Yeah. Right. And Shout they, out beat West, they beat West Virginia early in the season. Uh, they lost all six games. Uh, all six of their losses, sorry, came in Big Ten play. So they're mm-hmm. honestly like a pretty good team. They just play in the Big Ten East, and that's just what happens when you play in the Big Ten East. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the win total is set at six. So, Justin, what are you feeling about Maryland? So, Maryland being in the East, they're going to lose basically every in-conference game except for Indiana. Um, they're Rutgers, cro- maybe. Yeah, maybe. Rutgers and Rutgers. Sorry, they'll they'll beat Rutgers. But their cross-divisional draw is Purdue and Wisconsin, Ooh, and at Wisconsin. That's rough. They they drew a terrible cross-divisional. I think five and seven is a whole heck of a lot more likely than seven and five. With the even win total set at six, I'm going under. Interesting. See, I am going to take the over. Jared's taking the over. I'm taking the over, everyone. Now, am I confident about this? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Here are the dubs that I got in the schedule. Okay. Home versus Buffalo. Dub. At Charlotte. Dub. Home versus SMU. I think that one's a, that one's could be a little scary, but SMU first year is ahead you know, with a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they're going to be super great this year. I think since it's at home, too, you can win that game. Remember, SMU, their coach left, but the majority of their players stayed. True, true. My analytics website has it at 74% win percentage for SMU. Interesting. Okay. 
I'm going to pencil that in as a dub. That All might right. be the one that kills me. Go for it. Might be the one that kills me. Yep. But I'm going to take it. Also, Maryland, sneaky good home field advantage. Yeah. Like, their stadium gets crazy. You have to remember, their quarterback is a Taga Bailoa. True. True. To his little brother. Fetch. Now I'm rethinking this, Justin. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> no, don't rethink it. I'll take the I'll take the free point over you, sure. Okay, I'm switching to the under now. Now that Dang you said it. that. Because <laughs> now all that's running through my head is two highlights. Where he, like, dumps the ball off to some receiver who runs 90 yards, and people are just, like, kneeling down at Tua's Tua's feet. Tua's incredible. Yeah. Nope. Taking the under. Sorry, everyone. Just talked myself into something. uh, Yeah. Nope. Definitely going under. Sorry, Tua's brother. Your brother is... Let's just move on. I just... I can't stop thinking about it now. (laughs) I'm getting all mad. Because people are, like, praising Tua as the greatest God's gift to football. And I could have done this to it. Tua sucked. It's like the whole reason that people thought that Jalen Hurts was a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. He had CeeDee Lamb. Anybody's good quarterback (coughs) is CeeDee Lamb. Especially the Big Ten. Nobody tackled. (laughs) Sorry. I'm getting so upset now. Okay. All right. Let's move on to a school that will get Jared even more upset. (laughs) (laughs) Next up we got Michigan. We got the Michigan Wolverines coming off a Big Ten championship and playoff appearance. We got Harbaugh who has been extended but has taken less money, but then took more money. Harbaugh's <laughs> contract is absolutely weird. Michigan still has two mediocre quarterbacks, but a good running game and a good defense. Their win total set at 9.5. What are you taking? Um, can I just say this is the most pitiful non-con I've ever seen in my entire life? Colorado State at home, Hawaii at home, and UConn at home. Yep. What's Ohio State's non-con? Oh, yeah, they played Notre Dame. Mm. I don't think if you played all these three teams at the same time... <laughs> They could beat Notre 11 Dame. 11 on 33. Yeah, 11 on 33, Notre Dame still wins that game by 50. <laughs> okay, so that's pitiful. Um, let me just talk a little bit about the Wolverines, okay? Okay, let's hear it. I hate them. Yep. Hate them dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Thanksgiving weekend was probably one of the worst weekends of my life. I hated it. <laughs> it sucked. I don't think people really understand how much, how important that game is. Sucky for Jared, good for college football. Great for college football. That was my one spin zone, is that... Losing that game was probably one of the best things for college football that happened last year. Yeah. Because this rivalry needs to be intense. Like, this this is the rivalry, okay? Take yep. out Army-Navy. The game. Yeah. Take out Army-Navy. This is the game in college football, right? Just the history and, yeah, everything. So that game sucked, but that was their Super Bowl for yep. Michigan, right? And, and I, I don't know if this is the same. Probably not for the SEC because Alabama. And Alabama, like, Nick Saban straight out came out and said, like, last year was a failure because they didn't win the national championship, right? So it doesn't work the same way in the SEC. But what people don't understand is that in the Big Ten, like, the conference championship is almost the most important thing. Like, it, it honestly is, right? If you win the Big Ten, that's it. Like, that's you're, you're done. Yeah. And now that the Rose Bowl, like... Isn't doesn't have the same lure as it used to, right? Yeah, what the heck? Which is sad, but oh well, just suck it up. But Michigan, when they beat Ohio State, that was all they wanted to do that year. That was literally the only thing they wanted to do. And then they went to the Big Ten. They're like, dude, if we can win the Big Ten, that's it. So the, they honestly like didn't and like Aiden Hutchinson. I listened to an interview with Aiden Hutchinson. Right? He said that thing. He's like, he said that. He's like, after the Big Ten championship, like. It was great we were playing in the playoff, but the Big Ten Championship was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? So them winning that, like, I don't think their loss to Georgia – what I'm trying to say is their loss to Georgia was not indicative. No. Right? At all. Because no. Michigan and Georgia were the exact same team. Yeah. Just, you know, different colors. Anyway, long-winded answer. <laughs> Coming around. This is an extremely easy schedule, okay? They get Michigan State and Penn State at home. Yep. Those – are two of the three hardest teams on their schedule. Their away games are at Rutgers, mm-hmm. at Indiana, mm-hmm. and at Iowa. Yep. Then finishing off the year at Ohio State. At Ohio State. You definitely are going to take an L to Ohio State this yeah. year. Yeah. I'm not going to beat them two years in a row. No. And if they do, I <laughs> heads are going to roll, baby. <laughs> the only thing that could save Jared is if at that point, like, BYU is in New Year's Six. Yes. And then he can forget right. about it. If BYU is like 10-1 and one going into the Stanford game, that is the only reason <laughs> that I can even... And I'll be hanging out with McKinley's family because Thanksgiving's at her place this year. Sorry, I'm talking so much <laughs> about this one. <laughs> but I'll be hanging out at, at McKinley's family for Thanksgiving 
And so I told her, I'm like, hey, 10 a.m. on Saturday, I'm busy. Like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she's like, yeah, I get it. And she understands, you know? But, like, I can't, like, go crazy. Right? Yeah. I, I have to kind of tone it down. And if you lose, imagine, like, how pissed you'll be with the rest of the day. Oh, my gosh. I know. Sour interactions with all the family, all the in-laws. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joseph, if you guys are listening to this, I'm sorry. But, anyway, oh, I'm not losing that game. I don't know why we're talking about this. Anyway, after 15 minutes of ranting, Jared is taking the over because there's only one loss on this schedule. Yep. I'm sorry. The big house is an incredible environment. Mm -hmm. You're not going to lose to Michigan State and Penn State. No. Uh, No. You're winning all but one game on the schedule. Michigan's going 11-1. Write it in in Sharpie. I completely agree. I'm going over. I only had one loss on the schedule. And because Michigan is kind of weird and sometimes... Harbaugh coaches like an absolute dunce. True. I have at Iowa being a toss-up. Oh, I can, see, I can see it. If than, Iowa's still good. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, there's no way they're losing another game on top of that. 10 is the floor. I'm slamming you. Yeah. 10's the floor. 11's the ceiling. I like it. And let me also say one more thing. Okay. <laughs> one we more. We should ban you from talking about Michigan. <laughs> so the hate is real, right? Of course. On Ohio State's campus... The week after, like, the day after the Michigan State game last year, everyone went around campus and they put, like, tape over all the M's on campus, right? Mm-hmm. In an X. Yep. Because that's how bad it is. But the respect that runs between these two programs is second to none. Yeah. Like, the hate is real, but it is never petty. It is never, like, it's based in, like, the most loving hate you could ever have. Like, you are in... You are tied to that team. If Michigan is bad, Ohio State, no matter how good they are, is also bad. Yeah. Like, I, it's just, it's hard to explain, but if you guys want something to hold you over until the season starts, like, go watch a 30 for 30 or something on Ohio State, Michigan, and the rivalry. Like, it is college football to its core. It is the crown jewel of college football, in my opinion. Anyway, I'm done talking. Let's, it's a beautiful rivalry. Let's, Second to only the Holy War. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Holy War is so much more history. (laughs) Let's move on to talk about another Michigan school. So maybe we can limit Jared's time. (laughs) We got Sparty in Michigan State. Their win total set at 7.5. So there's a song uh, at Ohio State. I will dumb it down three tiers for you guys. Oh. Yes. Uh, Three layers of filtering. Okay. It goes, we don't give a darn about the whole state of Michigan, the whole state of Michigan, the whole state of Michigan. We don't give a darn about the whole state of Michigan because we're from Ohio. And they sing it. After like after they won the Big Ten Championship in 2019 when me and my brother were there, the band played that song. And we beat Wisconsin. And they played that song. And everybody was like <laughs> yelling obscenities about Michigan. So I still don't like Michigan State, all right? Especially after the 2015 debacle with the not giving the ball to Zeke and everything. Anyway, I think Michigan State's going to be good this year. I do not think okay. there'll be 10 wins again. They, they got lightning in a ball with Kenneth Walker. Yeah, right, they did. And their O-line. They do return twenty the 27th best production, 73%. That's pretty good. I have an L to Michigan and an L to Ohio State. But other than that, maybe you lose to Penn State. They're maybe you to lose Penn to Wisconsin. State. I think 8 is maybe the floor of this team. So I'm taking the over 7.5. Interesting. Obviously, they're going to beat Western Michigan. I don't know. Directional Michigan schools in <laughs> September is always a tricky one. Here's the thing, though. Michigan State plays in East Lansing. The weather is just as bad there as Western Michigan. So I feel like they kind of have – they're playing on equal footing in that game. I mean, Western Michigan beat Pitt that's, at Pitt last year. That's true. That's so, true. That's true. Watch out. Know. Watch out, Sparty. Watch out. So they got Western Michigan and Akron. Those are going to be wins at Washington. Who knows what they'll be this year. Minnesota, and then at the end at Penn State. Honestly, looking at this, I can only give them seven wins. Really? I'm only giving them seven wins. I'm not high on Mel Tucker. I think that was the most like thick-headed, dumb <laughs> contract extension in all of history by Michigan State. Somebody who like hasn't even done anything for Michigan State yet or taking them where they want to be. I'm going to take the under on this one. I think 7-5 and five is what they'll end up at. Interesting. So I want to hear these L's. Sure. Because I Ohio State-Michigan, obviously. At Washington, I have a toss-up L, actually. Okay, okay. Um, 
I can see that. Minnesota. I have Minnesota winning that game because I'm really high on Minnesota. And Justin is high. Yeah, high on Minnesota. Ever since we got back from our mission, Justin's just been in love with the Golden Gophers. Ohio State, L. Wisconsin, L, in my opinion. Michigan, L. Penn State, L. Mm, okay. You know what? Those are unreasonable. Those are unreasonable L's. I just and right there, that's six L's. With the, with the toss-up L with Washington, if right. that converts into a W, that puts them at 7-5 and five for me. Right. No, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. I'm still going to stick with the over, though, um, just because I like the Big Tennies to be really good, and so I'm just going to bet on them to be good. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> for Ohio State's sake. Speaking of which, <laughs> we get to my team, baby. The Ohio State University. University. Um, last year was... Huge disappointment. Yep. It was honestly one of the worst years that I can remember as an Ohio State fan. Uh, we lost to Oregon at home. Mm-hmm. We got bully balled in that one. Yep. That was horrible. Yep. Run left. The game last year was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was demoralizing. It was depressing. It was. I did not just. I just wanted to leave the planet. That was horrible. And then the the Rose Bowl. Everybody thinks that was so great. I was like. Wanted to chop my left arm off for the whole game. We should have beaten him by 50. Yep. It was terrible. We did not come to play. So, even though they won 11 games last year, they're looking for a bounce back. Over-unders at 11. That's really high. That's a high, high win total. Justin, what are you thinking? It's a high, high win total. I think it all depends on two games. Okay. Notre Dame week one. Yep. Which Notre Dame's got a new coach. I think still Ohio State out-talents Notre Dame, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then at Penn State, those two are the games to watch out for. But I think they'll win them both. I'm going over. I think this is an Ohio State revenge season going 12-0. I'm with you. Call me a homer, and you will be true. You'll be, you'll be absolutely right. Hey, Jared, you're a homer. Okay. Th- I am a homer, actually. I 100% am a homer, Okay. okay. Ohio State's going twelve and zero this year. Oh, I don't. Babe. They are not losing two games. They're not even going to lose one game. The only game that I have is a toss up at Penn State. Obviously, that's going to be tricky. Ohio State's had trouble with Penn State. It's a whiteout. It's going to be a whiteout. It's going to be Halloween weekend like usual. Mm-hmm. It's going to be absolutely wild. The only other game though that is a true toss up is the game, mm-hmm. and I just don't rule out Michigan ever, ever. I just think Ohio State's going to win this year. There's no way they lose two years in a row, especially with C.J. CJ Stroud at quarterback. Yeah, and knowing Ryan Day, Ryan Day's going to come into that game, and he's going to, like, Urban Meyer them, where he, like, is throwing the ball with four minutes left up 56-20. to 20. Yeah. Yeah. He is going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. He hates losing. Like, the Clemson, when we lost the Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl in 2019, that was all the players heard the entire year. And then we get back. What happens? We beat them by 40, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be the same thing. We're winning. I'm all in, dude. I'm so excited for Ohio State this year. I, I think they're going to be freaky good. Freaky good. They're going to be really good with CJ Stroud, with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, it's, Marvin it's, Harrison Jr. They're going to be unstoppable. Trayvon Henderson. Yeah. Offense is going to be a cheat code. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about Ohio State is defense, right? The defense sure. was the problem last year. But then you bring in Oklahoma State's. Defensive Jim coordinator. Knowles, he was freaky good. Yeah. He was so good last year. They were a top five unit in the nation. Yeah, so and they were can, in the Big 12. Yeah, and they were in the Big 12. So if he can even just like get the defense from last year half as good, where they're only gaining like eight yards per run instead of like 35, like that is a step up. Yeah. That's all we need. That's mm-hmm. all we need. And I think he can do that. So I'm all over, all in on the over on Ohio State. So we're both taking the over on them. Let's move on over to Pennsylvania. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The Pencil State. The Pencil State. We got Penn State. The Nittany, whatever Nittany is. Nittany Lions. What is Nittany? I don't know what Nittany is. James Franklin and his team have a win total set at 8.5. James Franklin also received a contract extension as his name was out there as flirting with the USC job when that was open. As we know, Lincoln Riley went there. But with a win total set at 8.5. How do you see their season going? Uh, I just looked up, I just looked up Nittany. It okay. is a mountain. Oh. Quotes, right? Because we're on the East Coast. A yeah. mountain is like anything over 200 feet of elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, just a little nugget of the day. Uh, eight and a half, I think, is a pretty high number for this team that was really underwhelming last year. Sean Clifford is back, but is that a good thing? Mm-hmm. 
No. I don't know. I don't he's think so. pretty injury prone, and honestly, at his peak, like he's good, but he's not great. He's I, not a guy that'll win you games. He's a guy that won't lose you games. Exactly. When he's at his best. Right. When he's right. at his worst, he will lose you games. Right. And if you're at your best and you're playing in the Big Ten East, you need a guy who's going to win you games. Right? Yes, you can't get by on a guy that's just not going to lose you games, especially against Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, you know, even with Maryland. Like, obviously Penn State has owned Maryland lately. Yeah. But Maryland is going to have a good offense this year. Um, anyway, I'm going to take the over, but I'm definitely not confident. This is probably my least confident pick of the entire Big Ten. I don't think they're going to win nine games, but I'm still going to take the over just because my Uncle Jared went to Penn State for grad school, so I'm taking the over. I'm taking the under on this team. I just can't see them winning nine games. I have a toss-up at Purdue. Yep. We'll see what happens there. At Auburn, toss-up there. Right, just because the environment, Jim Hare. Then you got to go at Michigan. You still have Ohio State on the schedule. I... I just think that's already four losses. Yeah. They're already at eight wins there. So I'm going the un- I'm going with the under and I actually do feel pretty confident in this under. Alright, you know, like I said, logically that makes absolute sense, but I'm a homer. Can't go against my uncle same name, so sticking with the over. Fair enough. For better or for worse. And to finish out the Big Ten East, we got the best team in the Big Ten East. Yep. The best team in the nation. The Butgers. Butgers. The inner Rutgers. Scarlet Knights, they somehow went to a bowl last year, even though going five and seven. They were like invited to one, I think. Yeah, weird. As like, they were like a fill-in team. Yeah. Because the other team like got COVID. Had or COVID, something. right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was weird. Anyway, they were not very good last year. Just gonna be honest, and I don't think they're gonna be any good this year. Over/unders at four, but Justin, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> I just realized I'm looking through their schedule and I have them taking an L during a bye week. That's how bad this Rutgers team is, the Scarlet Knights. They play at Boston College and at Temple in the non-con. At Temple is honestly kind of tricky. Maybe they can get, you know, one win in there, but then they're, oh my goodness, their conference schedule is just absolutely disgusting. They have to go to Maryland. They have to go to Michigan State, to Minnesota. To Ohio State, the only winnable game they get at home is Indiana. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be surprised if this team gets the three wins at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they went two and ten. I'm going way under on Rutgers. Yeah, I agree. What do you think is the probability they win five games? <laughs> uh, let's see. If they won five games, who would they beat? They'd beat Wagner. They beat Wagner. Temple. Temple. Indiana. Indiana. You probably beat Boston College. Yeah, and then at Maryland. That's that's a lot to ask. Winning at Boston College and at Maryland to get the five wins. Yeah, no. Nope. So, especially with Filter Kovic throwing at you week one. Yeah, no, 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 not happening. Sorry, Buckers. You are going to be a bottom ten perennial uh, member this year again. Rutgers, you are still in a rut. In a rut, mm-hmm. very much so. Birthplace of college football. And that's it. <laughs> yep. Period. Period. That's the sentence. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so that wraps up the win totals part. Now, who are we going to choose to win each division? Okay. I think it's pretty safe to say, for me personally, I will be taking Ohio State out of the East. Okay. Justin? Ohio State. Okay. I think Dan also agrees. Dan also took Ohio State. Okay. Uh, well, that settles the hard or the easy part. The hard part is choosing a winner in the West because the West is a toss-up. The West is an absolute crapshoot, but I feel confident in my pick of Minnesota to win the West. Mm. Alrighty. Row the boat, baby. Row the boat. They're back. They're back. That would be fantastic. The Golden Gophers. Minnesota going to Big Ten Championship game. They would show up in droves. Oh, heck yeah, they would. That would be awesome. Um, I... Going even further off the beaten path. Oh. I'm going to Nebarska. Nebarska? Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> Three wins to a Big Ten Championship appearance. Now, to say that they would be going to the Big Ten Championship appearance with less than four losses, couldn't tell you that. But I think the West is just going to eat itself alive. Nebraska's going to come out on top because Adrian Martinez is gone. I'm taking Nebarska. Okay. Give it to me. Dan is taking Wisconsin out of the West. 
Okay, can't go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. More often than not, that's right. So, between Ohio State and Nebraska, who wins it, Jared? No question. It's Ohio State. Ohio State. Yep. I have Ohio State beating Minnesota, and Dan has Ohio State decimating Wisconsin. All right. Classic. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State on top, whichever way you cut it. Yep. All three of us have Ohio State beating three different opponents. <laughs> doesn't matter who you pair Ohio State with, they will be winning the Big Ten Championship this year. Yep. Uh, honestly... I like Ohio State's chances. I am very high on this Ohio State team. The defense is the only question mark, but I think it's going to step it up. And I don't think anybody from the West, regardless of who it is, can compete. Mm-mm-mm. Now, if Urban Meyer were coach, mm-hmm. Ohio State would definitely be losing one team, one game to a Big Ten West school. Yep. Guarantee you. That's just how it goes. Yep. Like, I guarantee you they'd lose, let's see, Iowa at home. Oh! They're losing Iowa at home. I'm sorry. Urban Thank Meyer you. spent too much time in the in the club yes. that, that week. Yes. So, yeah, um, Ohio State's winning big time. All right. Now, we're going to pick some more things really quick, but we're going to kind of shift gears really quick. Ooh. You know, remember how we did our five-on-five football player basketball team? Yeah. We are going to do a five-on-five mascot draft on the Big Ten. So, we will be drafting the actual mascots, not just the name but the physical mascots that show up to the game. Okay. We are drafting a five-man basketball team to see who can win. Alrighty. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited for this. Um, poor Dan doesn't get to be involved. He does not. But also, there are only 11 mascots because Michigan, Illinois, um, a couple of the other teams do not actually have a specific mascot. No, they don't. Like... Uh, Illinois um, did. Got canceled. True, true. Got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we will be going. Uh, Are we snake, snake drafting it? We're snake drafting it. Do you okay. want one or two? You can have one. Okay, I'll have one. Um, I'm trying to remember. What's the Rutgers Scarlet Knights guy's name? I don't know. Anyway. Let me, let me find out. Because I realized we left him off our list. But anyway, he's on there. Um, anywho. His name is a Scarlet Knight. Scarlet Knight? Okay. Yeah. So, so there are just a few mascots to choose from. <laughs> we'll be doing basketball teams. This is a hard one, okay? What's your first pick, Jared? I think I'm going to take... Sparty. Sparty? The muscles, the buffness. I just can't argue with it. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. If I'm going to combat Sparty, especially Sparty in the post, I need another person that is just a force. I'm taking Purdue Pete and his sledgehammer <laughs> to hopefully take that helmet right off of Sparty's head. Now, for my second pick, I, I want somebody a little fast, you know, somebody that can handle the ball, somebody that can be a pretty good point guard. I think Bucky the Badger Ooh. is probably the best mascot to accomplish that task. Okay, I, I like that pick. He's probably pretty scrappy, right? Yeah. Badgers. Very scrappy. Mm-hmm. Purdue Pete is definitely your like banger in the post, just whacking people with his sledgehammer. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, to go around with Sparty, uh, I think I had to pick Sparty first. Sure. Just because it's Sparty. Yeah. Right. And he's got the muscles and everything. Now I'm going to my home pick. I'm taking Brutus. Brutus. He's got a big head. I think he's got lots of brains in there. Um, you know, very smart, is high basketball enough? IQ. So I'm gonna take Brutus. Okay. Who are you taking? Now? Who else are you taking? With my next one, I'm going back to the muscle theory, mm-hmm. and I'm taking one of Nebraska's. They actually have two mascots. Did okay. you know this? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going with Herbie Husker. Herbie Husker. He's got guns, mob dude. He wears a cowboy hat, so there's that. That's a little bit of a drawback. But he's got guns. So I'm taking Herbie Husker along with Sparty and Brutus. Okay. Now. I'm kind of stuck. Okay. Definitely, I know there's one that I'm not going to take, but I don't know who to take <laughs> next. I think I'm going to take Goldie Gopher. Ooh, okay. I think Goldie Gopher is a, he'd be able to, you know, scrappy player, be able to, yeah. you know, go underground, under people's legs. Ooh. You know? And That's come true. up underneath the hoop, throw a lob, so I'm going with Goldie Gopher. And my, oh, let's see, who else do I want? You know what? I'm going to go with a player that's maybe seen some stuff. A player that has a little bit of, uh, like, trauma, maybe, and takes it out on the basketball court. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going with Lil Red. 
no. I'm going with Furby Huskers. Little brother, Lil Red, is on the basketball court, and he will not be denied. Okay, that's actually a sneaky good pick. I was going to go with Lil Red next because he's kind of like the the what, oh, what's a freaking kid's name in Smash Bros Lucas Lucas who's like you immediately just like glance over him yeah. but is sneaky good right mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that's Lil Red I feel like he's got handles he's probably super sneaky and quick like he could be that's a good pick okay mm-hmm. um we are out of good picks now there's still one pick that I want I'm scared you're gonna take it because you have your your last two picks here. But. Okay, I'm going to take Testudo. Okay. I'm taking the, we don't know, gender-neutral Testudo. Um, he's a reptile, so who knows? Maybe he's literally gender-neutral. Amphibian. Uh, amphibian. He's a turtle. Good frick, dude. It's, it's summertime. That's my excuse. <laughs> I'm forgetting all my second-grade education here. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking Testudo. He, you know, Maryland is basketball school. Yeah. You know, so he probably knows, he probably knows hoops. He's got a huge shell. That gives him a very wide berth. Yeah. He's, he's probably pretty slow, but if he's got that big shell, like you just put him on one side of the court, it's over. Yeah. No, nobody's coming through there, right? So I'm taking him. And then last but not least, you have Purdue Pete with the sledgehammer. i got to have somebody with a weapon. I'm taking Scarlet Knight, the Rutgers, Rutgers guy. He's got a sword. He's got a helmet. I think he can bang with Purdue Pete, maybe you know, stab him in the ribs or something. I think that adds you a little bit of, like, gang-banging to uh, our basketball game. <laughs> well, you know, now that you're bringing up weapons, sorry, Testudo, but I think Purdue Pete might just demolish your shell in the post True. with your sledgehammer. I'm glad I got this pick. With my fifth pick, I'm taking a value pick that I think he will actually be pretty good. It might be even, like, a number three or a number two. I'm taking Herky the Hawk from oh, Iowa. from Iowa. Herky the Hawk is athletic. He can fly, and he's got a big old mouth. I don't know how that translates to basketball, but he's got a big old beak, and he will not be afraid to use it. I'm taking Herky the Hot, and I'm happy getting him with my fifth pick. Interesting. I mean, he can fly probably. Yeah. So that, obviously, that's huge. He's a hawk? Yeah. The Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, the eyes. He's got pretty good eyes probably. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a very interesting pick. Um, okay, let's run over the teams then, uh, just for a second. Uh, sorry, Willie the Wildcat, you were the only mascot not chosen. There was another one that oh, I, oh. I accidentally deleted. Yes, uh, also the Nittany Lion from yes, Penn State. Yes, the Nittany Lion, that's what it was. I don't think there's any question why we didn't pick Nittany Lion. Nope. He's a skinny little bugger that's super ugly. Yep. I, that's all you need to that's say. That's all you need to know. Um, anyway, my team, Sparty, Brutus, Herbie Husker, the guy with the cowboy hat, the, mm-hmm. the older dude. Yeah. Uh, Testudo, the the Terrapin, and the Scarlet Knight guy. All right. Justin? My team is Purdue Pete, Bucky the Badger, Goldie Gopher, Lil Red, and Herky the Hawk. Oh, I just realized Justin went exclusively Big Ten West. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I got the Big Ten West (laughs) mascots, baby. Uh, Interesting. I will say Big Ten West is probably better in uh, basketball. Yeah. You know, take out Indiana. And they're the best one in basketball. Anyway, either way, uh, that would be fun. You know uh, what Indiana's I wish? Indiana's entire identity is basketball. And you're just like, yeah, take on Indiana. They're, they're good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to take the Indiana mascot. They don't have one. No. It's just like the striped pajama pants people that yep. go to the, the games. Um, that would have been the best pick, obviously. Like, the basketball man. Um, anyway, that's pretty fun. I, I like that. Uh, and then to finish off, let's just go over a couple of the big games in the Big Ten. Um, we don't have to mention all of them, but no. we do kind of want to get you guys excited for a couple of headliner games coming up in the season, kind of get you looking ahead, um, stuff like that. I think, obviously, my my best game is Notre Dame at Ohio State. We yeah, won. that is going to be an incredible game. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I think Ohio State wins that one, though. I think so, too. We're not really sure what Notre Dame's going to be. They don't have a great offense that can put up a lot of points, and that's what you need if you're going to beat Ohio State, especially in the horseshoe. I think another good game, Week 7, Penn State at Michigan. Ooh, That's going to be a very good game because Penn State and Michigan are likely going to be fighting for second place in the Big Ten East. That game might decide it. Yeah, and it's at Michigan. Yeah. You know it's going to get wild. Dude, mm-hmm. Honestly, like the games between Penn State and Michigan, those games get rowdy because Penn State obviously has probably the best home field advantage of all of college football. Yeah. 
Michigan, the big house, the biggest stadium in the United States, mm-hmm. one of the top stadiums in the world. Over a hundred thousand people fitting in that stadium. Yeah, one hundred ten plus. That's insane. That those are great games for like atmosphere vibes. Uh, one more I'm looking at, obviously Halloween weekend, Ohio State at Penn State. That's gonna be a huge. It's gonna one. be wide out. It's gonna be massive. That one's gonna be really exciting. And last but not least, you cannot forget Week 13, the game, Michigan going to the Horseshoe, playing Ohio State, and what will likely be the decider of the Big Ten East. Yeah, I honestly, I agree with you. I think that game will decide it. Big Ten Championship on the line, probably both going to be two top ten, top five teams. Oh, I'm just sweating just thinking about it, man. It's going to be a fun one. That's how it was made out to be. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Any parting thoughts about the Big Ten? Um, harder non-con than the SEC. Uh, yeah. Except for Michigan, just throw them yeah, out the window. Throw out Michigan, just like we throw out Indiana in basketball. Yeah. And throw out Indiana just in general. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't even have a mascot. How lame. All right. Uh, sorry, Indiana Northwestern fans. We just don't like your universities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they get that a lot though. Yeah, they probably do. Well, they probably don't care. Are they, do they exist? That's the question. That is the question. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this thing up, shall we? Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very happy that you decided to join us. If you listen this far into the episode, comment on our latest Instagram post, banana. Leave the word banana on our latest Instagram post. At Loyal to Royal Pod, you will find us on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you leave a review for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave five stars and share it with your friends. Download We are super excited about this community that we're building. We want to keep building it. So please keep sharing. Spread the love because we love you guys. We do. Goodbye now.